0: Five six thousand. That's one eight hundred two four five six thousand. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com/slash Victor. Taxnetworkusa.com/slash Victor.
1: Hello, America, and happy Thursday. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from just the news where we have not one, but two great guests. First up today... The great attorney general of the state of Ohio, Dave Yost, he is doing some of the most important litigation work in the country. He was part of the team that sued the Biden administration and successfully blocked the lifting of Title 42 health regulations at the border. That was an epic win for keeping more illegal immigrants out of the country. He also just won a big case against the Google folks, and it's only a procedural win, but it allows his argument that... Google should be treated like a major phone provider and provide equality across its services. That could have a profound effect in the effort to reign in big tech censorship. He is one of the leading thinkers in the legal space, one of the big advocates of state rights and federalism, which, by the way, as we talk on the show often, are getting a rebirth in America thanks to some very aggressive and savvy attorneys generals in predominantly red states. So there's some Democrats that also are doing work. We are, of course, are talking to all those attorneys general on this show and on our TV show all the time. And then our second guest tonight well, you know him well. He's the former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, the man who unraveled the Russia collusion case, now the man unraveling censorship in America by creating a new platform, the Truth Social Platform, as the CEO of the Trump Technology and Media Group. Devin Nunes, our good friend of the show, back on. We had him on the TV show last night. We're integrating him in the podcast. We talked about the Sussman verdict, what it means, what it doesn't mean, and also what are some of the unanswered questions. One of the big moments in this long-running investigation of Russia collusion and the dirty cops, as uh, as Devin Nunes likes to call them, is that each revelation seems to bring up not answers, but more questions. And Natalia and I, Natalia Middlestadt, you've seen her on the show before. We had a good conversation last night, and she wrote a very smart piece this morning about five new questions that emerged just because of the Sussman trial and also some ancillary things that were going on in the Congress about this. The five questions, I'm just gonna go real quickly, and then Devin Nunes and the second block are gonna talk about that. First up, we now have been told, thanks to Matt Gates and Jim Jordan, by the way, we hope Congressman Jim Jordan will be on the show tomorrow, that the Perkins Coie law firm that employed Sussman Michael Sussman, now just acquitted, his uh, colleague, Mark Elias, a super Democratic lawyer. They had a special relationship with the FBI that involved a secure work environment, basically something like a SCIF. Why did the FBI maintain a skiff at this Democratic law firm? Was the relationship between the law firm and the FBI more complicated, more close than we know? That's a question Jim Jordan and Matt Gates have raised, and we're going to delve into that tomorrow on the podcast. We still don't know everything we need to know about the Steele dossier and the Igor Danchenko trial in October. That's the man who was the primary source for a lot of the rubbish in the Steele dossier. We're going to learn a lot more about that. But, you know, Kevin Brock, who you all know and has been on the show many times, the former intelligence chief of the FBI, a really good, honest broker. He is able to criticize the FBI, unlike a lot of G-men. Kevin Brock says, listen, there's something that we don't understand yet. Why, on September 19, 2016, did both Michael Sussman, lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign, and Christopher Steele, researcher for the Clinton campaign, both deliver Russia dirt on the same day to the FBI in Washington? Sussman, of course, delivered the Alpha Bank research, which turned out to be bogus. Steele, through some intermediary, delivered six of his dossier memos, the first major sixth memos to get to the FBI headquarters, that's an unanswered question that may be answered at the Danchenko trial. Also, how much of the Steele dossier proved to be wrong, that's going to be very important as well. A third question, who else in the FBI is under investigation by Durham? We heard FBI agent Gainer say he might have been at one point a subject, but when he began cooperating they dropped the investigation. FBI agent Curtis Heidi said he's currently under investigation by the special counsel. Who else? Are there managers, former managers, agents, former agents, analysts? We don't know. That's a question we need to get answered. Fourth, what was the FBI's and the CIA's final analysis of the... Alpha Bank server data. We were teased by John Durham greatly that he was going to bring in these CI witnesses who were going to say the whole Alpha Bank data was contrived, human generated. I believe is the word to use. He ended up not introducing that at this trial because of the fact that. The judge said you couldn't bring that in. It was it, this wasn't a conspiracy case. He can't bring that up. However, we do believe that the CIA documents exist. We have put a FOIA in for them. We're fighting for them. We're going to get that question answered. Did the CIA prove that somebody contrived the Alpha Bank data? Not just gave it to the FBI, but may have manufactured it. John Durham has teased us that he has the evidence on that, but we don't have it in the public domain. And finally. What do we know about Rodney Jaffe? What was he doing beyond this Alpha Bank stuff? There are these discussions that that Durham mentioned during the early part of the Sussman case that he was out gathering phone data out near the White House and Executive Office of the President. What's that about? We don't know. He was a federal contractor at the time. We need to find out a little bit more about that. And we know, much like there's hints of a relationship between the Perkins-Cooey-Sussman-Elias law firm and the FBI Former FBI agent Tom Grasso testified he used Jaffe on and off in cybercrime investigations. Was Jaffe a human source? We don't know. Was he private sector partner? We don't know. But Grasso raised that possibility. There's a lot to learn about Jaffe, including who gave him the idea to do some of the things he did. Hopefully, we'll learn more about that. Those are five questions we're going to talk about with Devin Nunes later in the show. All right. Finally, we like to break news from time to time. And tonight on the Just the News website, we're going to break a story late tonight. About the actual findings in the Capitol Police Inspector General's investigation of the intrusion in Congressman Troy Nell's office. Remember, we've had Troy Nell's on this very podcast. He talked about a police officer coming in over the Thanksgiving holiday, claiming to find an open door, gets into his office, walks into the inner sanctum of the office, takes a picture of information that Congressman Nell's had put on a whiteboard, sends it to the Intelligence Division, and an investigation of Nell's is launched. Nels has said time and again, that was inappropriate. That was not the right thing to have happened in my office. And he asked the inspector general, the chief watchdog of the U.S. Capitol Police, which, by the way, has a lot of other problems, still unresolved about January 6th. They're planning their intelligence capabilities. But the IG came out. We have gotten a summary of what the IG found. And this is what they found. They concluded that the officer who entered the The Congressman's office had the right to do so to check on safety, but that he used, quote, questionable judgment when he went into the Congressman's inner office and took a picture of his private legislative work, things he was working on, including uh, vests and other stuff, armored gear. That was questionable. He didn't file the right reports. His leadership didn't have proper training to protect the privacy of congressmen, don't have proper procedures. They didn't even file the proper paperwork report to document what happened in that office. A stinging report tonight on the Justin News Not Noise TV show. Amanda and I are going to have Troy Nels on there. Listen to what he just said to me. I'll give you a taste of his concern that the Capitol Police seem to be weaponized by Democrats right now, acting in a more partisan way. Listen to what he had to say about this after learning about the IG report.
2: Number one, I personally believe that Nancy Pelosi has weaponized the U.S. Capitol Police as her own investigations unit. Um, She goes after anybody that has a dissenting point of views. I obviously have been a very vocal critic of the J6 committee and and the events of January 6th, and I'll be exposing that with a book coming out here in, in July. And I think that it is very incumbent upon whoever the Speaker of the House is, whoever the Sergeant at Arms are and in Congress, that we protect the limited, the limited amount of integrity that 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 institution has. And that is making sure that members can feel safe and secure in their offices.
1: Well, to get our whole interview with Congressman Nels, just tune in tonight at 6 p.m. on Real America's Voice, just the news, not noise, my show with Amanda Head. We're going to have Troy Nels as the lead guest at 6 o'clock Eastern time on Channel 219 and Dish Network, Channel 240 and the Pluto Network on all the apps, the Real America's Voice app, the Just the News app, the Roku app, and of course the Samsung television app that a lot of people today use on their Samsung TVs for smart televisions. All right, folks, it's time to take that break. We'll be back in a few minutes. First up with Dave Yost, the Attorney General of the great state of Ohio, followed by Devin Nunes, two great guests. Back to back right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast with the news that we bring the exclusive interviews and you know what else is great you can listen to any iheart radio station anywhere in the country inside this free the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So excited to have this next guest. He is on the forefront of pressing states' rights and federalism in America, fighting tech censorship, fighting human trafficking, fighting the opening border, the open border. He is the Attorney General of the great state of Ohio, Attorney General Davio. It's great to have you on, sir.
2: Thank you. It's wonderful to be with you.
1: You're doing some amazing work, and last week you had a major, major win. Uh, a court declared that the, your lawsuit against Google can move forward and it can be treated as a commentary. That's the big issue here. If you do that, maybe you can rein in some of the censorship. Why is this such an important ruling?
2: Well, for starters, it's important to realize what it's not. We're not trying to regulate Google. What we're trying to do with this lawsuit is get a declaration from the court that they have a higher legal duty to take all commerce, to deal with everybody on the same basis because everybody has to go to Google. I mean, they, they have 92% of the mobile search market, for example. Uh, so if, as a matter of law, they have to treat everybody the same and not discriminate like a common carrier, like you, know, you, you go down to the – and want to ship a, a railroad car full of goods from Los Angeles to New York – Um, you get charged the same as um, Archer Daniels. You know, it it doesn't matter who you are. You get treated the same. Uh, And that's what we're trying to get the law to recognize Google as. If we win and we still have to go through discovery and the rest of the case, it could be a turning point uh, in the way we think about the big tech platforms that so dominate commerce, speech, and so many aspects of our lives
1: yeah yeah there's no doubt and so things like throttling maybe if conservatives are not uh, are being restrained from having traffic and liberals are not uh this sort of common carrier theory could say hey you've got to treat everybody the same you can't do it that's the potential opportunity here correct
2: exactly and in commerce for example right? if you if you shop google flights right now or, or shop for airplane flights Google Flights is going to be the first thing you see on the Google uh, engine in the United States. Now, that, interestingly, not in Britain. In Britain, you'll see a carousel that will have uh, travelocity and orbits and right. you know, all, all of the other things. So that preference that Google and Amazon, frankly, and, and the, these other uh, platforms give to themselves to have a leg up uh, we would even that playing field out, which is better competition, freer markets and a freer America.
1: Yeah, what a great idea. And you know, what's interesting and I, I've watched your work, you're doing a lot of amazing things in Ohio and the attorneys generals, uh, and particularly in the Republican states are really leading this effort at federalism, reasserting states rights. In Washington, everybody's thrown up their hands saying, listen, we can't tackle anything with big tech because we can't change Section 230. So we're just gonna let it go but folks like you are finding unique, novel ways as a state to get in here and maybe fill the gap where Washington is letting us down. Uh, What triggered all of this extraordinary activism and really good legal work by attorneys generals?
2: Well, you know, we like to say that uh, your attorney general is your last uh, line of defense for freedom. And the reason for that is the law is supposed to constrain The government, whether we're talking about the statutes or or the Constitution, the separation of powers. But if, if it's not being enforced, then those things don't really work. They're not. They're not preserving freedom. So, the attorneys general are the ones that go to court to make those things work, to put the teeth into it.
1: Yeah. And you see it right now. And the more Washington becomes dysfunctional, the more the attorneys general are, are doing such valuable things like protecting the border, getting uh, forcing the government to follow its own laws that are on the books. Um, you also have a, a lot of great things going on in, in your own state. And I want to talk to you about one of them because Ohio is now one of. I think 25, 26, maybe up to 27 states that now have constitutional carry. You guys have been able to balance the Second Amendment and safety in a very uh, strong way. Talk about how important that was to achieve that in the legislature this year.
2: Well, the idea that you have to have a government permit to exercise a constitutional right, uh, it just is kind of backwards, isn't it? Right. I, I mean, sure where, how would we feel if you had to have a government permit to be doing this podcast that we're talking on right now. Yeah, it's it'd be crazy by the First Amendment. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I think that uh, you know we will move on. But w- what's not happening is you're not seeing the that the, the, the uh, crime rates or the gun uh, crime rates in the states that have constitutional carry uh, are not suddenly you know uh, spiking while the gun control states are you know, safe. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, all I'm asking is, can we cool down the rhetoric and look at the evidence?
1: Yeah, we might be focused on the wrong thing, right? Cause listen, we've had mass shootings, California, New York. You can't be any more locked down on the second amendment, than those states. And so there's something bigger and larger here. Do you think a moment when you see the horrific tragedy in, in uh, Texas, uh, the one that occurred in Buffalo, is there some moment where the Democrats lay down this partisan argument and try to find some common ground, mental illness, finding red flags early? It seems like there's a lot of places where Republicans and Democrats probably agree, but they just won't have a conversation about it.
2: Well, it maybe. Uh, I'm very bothered by the toxic environment of our political system right now Um, but look why can't we start talking about some things we we should be able to agree on like this why is it that you can't get into see your elected politicians or go into a bureaucrat's office without a key card uh, or going through a security checkpoint let's let's do something really easy let's use this technology what we know works uh to reduce risk and treat and protect our kids as well as we protect our politicians. Yeah,
1: yeah, that seems to be a, everyone should be able to agree to that. That's a simple, a simple, common sense thing. Yesterday, the uh, Ohio Senate took some action to reduce the amount of training time uh, and and period for teachers who want to uh, bring uh, handguns to school for safety uh, from uh, I think it's a month to 24 days. A lot of uh, people uh, in the school safety world are excited about this think this is a good move a model for other states uh do you feel good about the action
2: well i'll be defending the law in court so i'm going to be careful not to make too many uh uh, (laughs) pronouncements on it Uh, but look at at a large level uh high level what we know is true is that the first responders on average, this is a United States Department of Justice study from the Obama administration, are at least are, are 18 minutes out on average. Yep. 18 minutes. Um, so you've got somebody, and I don't care whether they've got uh, a club, a knife, a gun, uh, sarin gas, crazy people do crazy things. Uh, 18 minutes is too long. Um, you don't need to be a full-fledged cop. Be able to be trained in this in, in this individual situation, um, where the right line is. I think people of good conscience can uh, argue about you, you know how many hours of training you need. We, we certainly want people to be trained. We don't want uh, uh, collateral damage uh, because of untrained people. Yeah. But the, the the people that are are saying we don't want. Trained, qualified faculty to be able to respond faster uh, is—they're just cutting off their nose despite their face.
1: Yeah, you know, eighteen minutes is a long; it's an eternity in the moment in a mass shooting, and so uh, that is a statistic that doesn't get enough attention. But it—we uh, certainly can c- close that gap with the sort of things you're doing in your state. Another thing that uh, you've been uh, in your state has been really. Uh, aggressive on, it, I think to the good of the country, is attacking the scourge of uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, a big case over the Memorial Day weekend. I think 10 or 12 perpetrators rounded up after a a, a long investigation on human trafficking in the state. Uh, you were pretty outspoken about uh, these guys are going to get everything coming to them for, for the horrible crimes they were involved in. Uh, your Your thoughts on how to effectively win the war against human trafficking and how much is the Biden open border making the situation? Worse for you
2: well look the case you're talking about is especially sickening because they were trafficking kids mm. uh, and, and when I, I'm not using that term loosely I right. mean 17 year olds I, I'm talking about little kids yep. that are in grade school um, mm. I, I just I am torn between weeping and rage when I think about that case um, but look, we, we need to, it, 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 zero tolerance is something that is too easily bandied about in our society. We don't yep. want to be, have zero tolerance for everything. Uh, we ought to be a lot more tolerant about a lot more things. But this, um, I've got to say, uh, child molesters molest no children in prison. And same thing with human traffickers. They traffic no children while they're in prison throw them away throw them in there throw away the key uh and people accuse me saying that they ought to be warehoused well keep them away from the rest of us
1: yeah yeah our children deserve that and uh it's a scourge that often isn't talked enough about in washington but it is great to see the the actions that ohio has taken very serious investigation very bad guys taken off the street in the last few days i know that means a lot to the great constituents that, that yeah, you represent. Uh, I wanna finish with something that I know you, uh, you you tweeted earlier in the year, it caught my attention. And it goes something like this, I don't have it exactly in front of me, but if uh, if a crisis is a good reason to ignore the constitution, all of a sudden you're gonna have permanent crises and no constitution, what's something like that? Um, we live in this moment where it seems like certain generations of Americans have lost the, the recognition that freedom was really what made us different from every other country, having a rule of law. Is is there a moment now among, amongst all this zanias where uh, people are beginning to realize that a bigger government isn't necessarily better? Giving up your freedoms for fear actually didn't make us any healthier during COVID. Um, is there a pause in our, our country's uh, uh, pace to maybe take stock that the way we used to run might be better than the way we're drifting towards right now?
2: Well, we've got a moment in time, John, and this is where I'm... I'm so hopeful and so fearful uh, at the same time about our immediate future. Uh, People have gotten an up-close and personal look at the price of all of the stuff that we heard about from the progressive left. Uh, We're seeing it at the grocery store. We're seeing it at the gas pump. We're seeing it in supply chains and our our economy uh, and the the dissonance in our, our civic life. America's rethinking what they heard from the progressive left. And I think they're going to give my party, uh, a proud Republican, uh, a chance uh, this fall uh, to do it right, to do it better, uh, to do what we know works, uh, which starts with the rule of law, simply the same rules for everybody. My concern is that when we get power, if we spend our time relitigating past wars Uh, We talk about Jewish space lasers. Uh, We're going to end up squandering this moment of trust. If we go in there and do what we know to do and do it right and stop squabbling, but just go patch the hull of the ship of state, so to speak, we will be we will be set. America will be back on the right track for a generation Uh, but if we get distracted by the miners uh, if we're not prepared to go in uh, and rebuild uh, in January of 2023 I despair because uh, swinging the pendulum back another time uh, there might not be uh, that might be the end of it yeah
1: I think that sense of urgency is well founded. I think uh, if Republicans get back in control, they can't talk a good game; they got to walk a good game. And and um, and I think the American public has big expectations, and that's probably why this election will be so so loud in terms of its verdict. Uh, final thing, I know you, you support the men in blue, uh, even the firefighter who recently was killed trying to help someone. Uh, you're always out there uh, supporting our frontline uh, susp- responders. And I know also uh, you like this idea that's working its way through the state to let voters decide whether bail should consider public safety as uh, when it's releasing someone out there. That used to be the common sense standard in all 50 states. But a lot of uh, blue cities have gone off the deep end on this. Uh, are you excited to see that that might make its way to voters and let the voters get a final say on it?
2: Yeah, uh, here in Ohio, that uh, looks like it is going to the ballot this fall, and uh, even though I am up for reelection myself this year, right. I'm going to spend most of the rest of this campaign season out there not talking about you know how JVOs going to be reelected, although I hope that happens. I'm going to be talking about why this is so important the safety of our society. Uh, We we, we just need to get this right. Uh, And, uh, you know, the Supreme Court in Ohio made that decision uh, that we couldn't consider public safety when we're setting bail. Uh, But the Supreme Court isn't really supreme. You know who's really supreme? The people who write the Constitution, which is the people of Ohio, to vote on this. And they're the bosses of me. Supreme Court, and they get to decide.
1: Yeah, what a novel idea. Actually, exactly what the founding fathers intended. But a lot of people are like, oh, we can't let the voters decide. I think you had a fun tweet on that saying, who fears the voters? That's what we're supposed to be here for as public servants. And uh, it's, it looks great that Ohio is going to let the, uh, the people decide uh, the right way to address this. Sir, it's always an honor. We watch your work greatly. We cover a lot of the important stuff you're doing here at Just the News. And uh, it's a great honor to have you on the podcast for the first time. Thank
2: you. Got a great team. I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break.
3: John, it's been a crazy week in verdicts from DC to Virginia. My goodness, what say you?
1: Yeah, listen, you're exactly right. And you know, I, I couldn't. Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna say that the mainstream media gave a lot more attention to the revelations in the Depp and Heard trial than they gave on any given day to those that were occurring in the courtroom in John Durham's trial of Michael Sussman. Sure, they covered the acquittal yesterday because that kind of fit their storyline. But major omissions like a former campaign manager, Robbie Mook, saying Hillary Clinton herself approved releasing the uncorroborated Russia dirt on Donald Trump back in 2016. Well, that got a yawn. Sure, they covered acquittal, you know, that's what they wanted, but at the end of the day, everything else about how this dirty trick played out and how the swamp really works there in Washington, it got glossed over by the local media. I think that's a really unfortunate thing. Now, the good news is we have somebody up first that knows a lot about that dirty trick. He is the former Congressman Devin Nunes who helped unravel the Russia collusion narrative and now runs the Trump Technology and Media Group. He's joining us as our first guest, Congressman. Great to have you back on the show.
3: As always, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm in—I'm also in California right now, not in Florida like I normally am. But uh, you know, Amanda, I heard you say something about the fruits and nuts, and just That's know that fun. where I live, we—we we actually have the real fruits and nuts, like the ones that you yeah. eat. We're in the breadbasket <laughs> of the solar system, I like to say here.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely, a beautiful part of California for sure. Uh, Congressman, you've had about 24 hours to digest the jury's verdict, Sussman. Being acquitted, what is your reaction? What do you think it means for the future of the Durham probe?
3: I'm actually all not that concerned about it. I think it was pretty clear. Matter of fact, I think John, when I was in Washington D.C. in your in your office here a couple yes. weeks ago, uh, we discussed this directly. That bringing a case in Washington D.C. like this, granted Durham didn't have a choice. It's where the crime had occurred, and it was no surprise. I think Durham had to know that he was rolling the dice with really a a one out of 30 chance that he was going to get a conviction here. So but what he successfully did is I think there's a countless number of things that came out in this, but clearly laid out for the American people or those that actually get any real news, like those that watch your watch your show. There were some very interesting revelations, one being that Hillary Clinton knew about it. I think that's a key component. Uh, two, there are FBI agents currently under uh, investigation. Uh, and now I think you've, you've also seen the latest uh, that, co- that our colleagues in Congress, my former colleagues in Congress have released. And that is that there was some type of strange relationship between the Perkins Coie law firm. This is a law firm that Sussman used to work at uh, and the FBI, including possibly that Sussman himself had some type of access to the FBI. This is something that we never knew Uh, I'm sure there's more to be uh, figured out on on that subject, but uh, I'm I'm very interested in it. So after that, I think you have to look at, you know, where does it go from here? You have the indictment of of Danchenko, who is the supposed source that we were told by the crooked cops at DOJ and FBI at the time that, oh, my God, we can't tell you this source. Uh, You know, he would possibly die. You had. The Clinton campaign people and operatives running around, oh, my God, people are going to die. They testified to Congress. People are going to die. Well, it ended up this dude was just like a guy who had been born in Russia, tied to left wing think tanks uh, and had been kind of an avatar and producing stuff for Christopher Steele for it looks like a better part of a, of a decade. That trial, he's been indicted. That trial is set to start in uh, I think October, September, October in the fall. Right. And then also, I think the the last component would be uh, it just appears like Durham has successfully laid out what we knew, uh, that there was a conspiracy here and that everybody knew about this. The dirty cops, the Clinton people, the people at the DOJ, um, there's you know the media, the fake news media. They were all they were all in on this. And which is, by the way, another revelation that I forgot, we also got to see the, some of the folks in the media who were clearly read into this, this operation and this narrative build. So the question I think will come now with the tech executive who was spying on Trump, uh, not only at his campaign, but then later as president, you know, will they be able to build a conspiracy case around him or some of these FBI agents? You know, I don't know. Or will Durham be able to build a conspiracy case at all? But I think that he he clearly has one uh, that he's laid out uh, just in this Sussman trial. Uh, But look, like I said, Sussman uh, skating in Washington, D.C., I think is a much bigger problem, one that we could probably spend your whole show on. But uh, there's clearly an issue with the court and court system in Washington, D.C., Yeah. And that's the sad thing is that I don't I don't know if any of us thought that there was a universe in which this jury of his peers literally would have voted to convict one of their own. And I think that that's a result of a much larger problem in that uh, I think for a lot of people, Democrats, Republicans alike, they feel they feel like, you know, why bother following this this stuff and staying informed when nobody's ever going to be left on the hook for it? You know, and if they are, then it's some you know, peripheral person, some outside person. Do you expect that there will be anyone of note who actually goes down such that it's satisfactory to the American public? Well, I think it all depends on, one, whether Durham can bring additional indictments. For sure, if he could bring a conspiracy indictment, uh, I think that would be major, it would be big. And then you also have to make sure that he can bring it somewhere outside of Washington, D.C., I mean, I think that's one of his biggest uh, problems that he has. I mean, this Sussman was almost a test. You know, granted, look, he was a, you know, he was a small fish in a big pond, but clearly directly tied to the Clintons. It was one narrow sliver in terms of lying to the FBI. But you take what happened to Sussman. I guarantee you, if it was a Republican, he'd be almost immediately indicted. And the jury foreman a forewoman woman. Uh, She came out and clearly stated something crazy like, well, why would they be focusing on this? Well, in fact, D.C. has focused on this and the dirty cops at DOJ and FBI actually set up a three star general named General Flynn, who through all the Russia hoax and all the crap that we've dealt with over the years. The one thing we knew for sure all the time, the one thing that was definitely illegal was leaking of transcripts that somehow escaped from the I.C., that involved General Clint Flynn that actually ended up being not even true, most of those transcripts and they were lied about. And also the withholding of exculpatory evidence that we actually had in the United States Congress of the dirty cops at DOJ and FBI and the whole Mueller team didn't even want at the time. And why did I just tell you that whole story? It's because General Flynn was basically in, or you know, he had to plead guilty, was forcibly guilty for lying to the FBI when clearly the dirty cops, they all knew that he didn't lie Uh, And so, but, you know, he knew that if he went before a D.C. court, you know, the guy was going to get completely strung up. So I think the lesson here is, is that uh, if you are a Republican and you get indicted almost anywhere in the country for lying to the FBI, uh, you're probably going to serve time. You're going to be convicted probably easily. If you're a Democrat, you're going to skate. And that's what Sussman rolled the dice on. Uh, Durham, I think, probably had to do it, had to bring it. And, uh, you know, I I actually, despite what people think, I mean, I kind of. I think this was all a positive story because Durham was able to expose so much out there that we didn't even know, even those of us who were closely involved in this investigation.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. He, He used this trial to tell a much larger story. Congressman, you were told you got everything when you were running the investigation in the House Intelligence Committee. It's clear that a lot of things were kept from you, things that were just now being revealed in the trial. How frustrating is it to know that the FBI, the Justice Department, didn't provide you such valuable evidence as that which showed up in the trial.
3: Well, look, I I mean, look, I I don't want people to think that anything that's happened here over the last couple of weeks uh, makes me feel good. I mean, in fact, the decision by this jury yesterday uh, is just a continuation of what we've seen for the last five years, which is a total degradation of the institutions in this country. So, you know, there's there's no question that we were lied to. I mean, remember, if Sussman was not guilty of lying to the FBI, that he was guilty of lying to us because he told us the opposite story that he told the FBI. Right. But, but anyway, he wasn't indicted on lying to Congress, but clearly there are mountains and mountains of documents and evidence that were not turned over to the Congress at the time while they were under subpoena, I, I must say. So I, I think, look, looking forward here, this is still a dark chapter of American history. It's, you know, essentially, you know, I left Congress precisely because of a lot of these issues, I wanted to go out and make sure that we could communicate, which is why we started True Social, uh, Donald Trump's uh, you know uh, media company. We're doing that so people can communicate. Because I'm, what I'm afraid of is a lot of the people that were maybe on the D.C. jury, and even those you know throughout the throughout the heartland have no clue of what we've been talking about here the last uh, seven or eight minutes or so, John and Amanda. They have no idea that any of this happened, and that's why yeah. it's so critical for true social to be to to be successful. And I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, we're the fastest social media company in history, fastest growing social media company yeah. in history is because yeah. people are desperate for information because they know that DC, dirty cops, dirty Congress, dirty politicians, uh, dirty fake news media, they are all yeah. out there, very dangerous to the future of this country and yep. to a dark chapter yeah, of absolutely. history that still hasn't been closed.
1: Congressman, we
0: appreciate you coming on and your insight as always. We'll have you back on again.
1: All right, folks, we'll be right back after the commercial break to wrap things up for the day. <laughs> folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Time to wrap it up for the day. Before we do, as you all know, I'm a big advocate of the Second Amendment. I am a lawful gun owner. And listen, no one likes to spend ammunition, which, by the way, is getting more expensive to buy and scarcer to buy, to do practicing. But we all want to be safe, well-practiced, careful gun owners, right? Well, I've got an incredible solution We have an amazing partner here at Just News, they're called iTarget Pro. And this is a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire your firearm, to practice in your own home with your real firearm, anytime in a safe manner without having to use any ammunition. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and boom, you can start training your experience. You'll get all of the muscle memory you need. You sharpen your target skills, your reaction speed, and you don't expend any ammunition. It's all done virtually through the laser bullet and a proprietary app. This is an amazing system. I'm hooked on it. You know, I got it. I tried it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really fun. I can't stop using it. It is amazing. You want to have that muscle memory. You want to sharpen your target reaction speed. You want your sight alignment to be better. You want to understand the trigger function, the kickback, all the things that make you a safe, better firearms owner. iTarget Pro has a solution. And right now at iTargetPro.com they're going to give you 10% off because you're a John Solomon Reports. just the news for Fan, and you're going to get free shipping for their kit with the offer code JUSTNEWS. That's what I got to use. Put the offer code in JUSTNEWS. One word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day. If you got a dad, a grandpa, an uncle, a brother you want to say thank you to, get them the iTarget Pro. Let them become a safer, better, more efficient, trained Second Amendment advocate because you can practice in the privacy of your home without and safely doing so without having to use any ammunition. This is a revolutionary system. I love it. I'm hooked on it. I can't wait for you to see it. It's a lot cheaper and a lot fewer hours than having to go to the range every time. All right, so that's the letter I, TargetPro.com. Use the offer code JUSTNEWS, and you're going to get an amazing gift. Get a Father's Day gift. Get a belated Mother's Day gift. Hey, a lot of women are great Second Amendment advocates and gun owners. This is a great gift for birthday Any of the many different occasions coming up now, graduation, you know them all. Hey, it's even a great anniversary gift. My wife gave me this for an anniversary. I'd love it. All right. Well, that's a special offer. We'd like to tell you about one a day from our incredible group of partners and supporters, advertisers, and sponsors. And iTarget Pro is a big part of our family. We're so grateful for them. All right, folks, tune in tonight. Don't forget, we're going to have that exclusive interview with Troy Nels. We're going to give you exclusive details from the Capital IG Report highlighting some of the mistakes and flaws that the Capitol Hill police made in intruding into the office of Congressman Troy Nels and taking picture of his secret legislative work, something that should have been protected by the Fourth Amendment. A very important stuff. We're there to break that story tonight on the show. And then we'll have a more complete story on the website tonight at justthenews.com by the time you go to bed. So check it out. Until tomorrow, have a great night. We expect to have Jim Jordan on if he can make it. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that Perkins Coie revelation, the secret relationship with the FBI we didn't know about until Jim Jordan and Matt Gates exposed it yesterday. We'll have a whole lot more in tomorrow's podcast as we get ready for another great beginning of summer weekend. All right. Have a great night. God bless you. God bless this great country as he always has. Yep. You've been listening to John Solomon reports, a podcast from just the news. You know what folks stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress, like I do a doctor formulated weight loss supplement called lean could be your solution. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax advantaged, aligned with your values and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account That's donorstrust.org slash just